This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. So happy you're here today. We're chatting all things health with what you should be eating during your period. And then we're talking to Sonia Hare, a ballerina turned personal trainer who started her own coaching business. And if you like our show, take a second to review it on iTunes. It really helps. So on with the show. Okay, so we all think about chocolate when we're PMSing, but what foods will actually make you feel better? When you eat chocolate, you get a sugar high, and you feel good in the moment, but then there is that crash afterwards. So what do you need to eat when you're PMSing to feel good in the long term? The big thing that you can do is drink all of the water. You want to fill up on water and get at least the eight glasses cups each day. And if you don't like water, try adding lemons or limes to it. I actually cut up a whole bag of lemons and throw them in the freezer and I use them as ice cubes. And also it makes them last longer because I'm just one person in my house. Or you can add any kind of fruit to infuse in your drink. Try eating foods with more calcium. You can find these foods in yogurt and soy products and also milk, of course. Instead of grabbing those chips, why not try some nuts? They have omega-3 fatty acids and they can help you feel fuller longer. They also have heart benefits, so you can help. they can help you there. Try eating more complex carbs. They can help you keep your cravings in check because you're getting carbs, but they also have more natural sugars and fiber. And these include sweet potatoes, squash, lentils, and oats. Try limiting your alcohol and caffeine intake. I know it's really difficult. I mean, I am drinking some coffee right now, so I'm one to talk. But it actually will help you sleep better if you limit your um, alcohol and your uh, caffeine intake. You want to increase your iron when you're on your period to make sure you can replace what you lose every month. Eat lean meat or try taking an iron supplement. Eat lots of leafy greens. You want to make sure you have dark veggies like Swiss chard and kale, which have lots of iron and B vitamins that can help fight off fatigue. There's also a lot of vitamin B in broccoli, and it's delicious. Try limiting your salt intake. Instead of eating processed food, try grabbing more veggies and fruits in your diet. Salt can be a big source of bloating and breast tenderness during PMS. And eat more foods with vitamin D. You can find vitamin D in salmon or other fish. There are studies where vitamin D may help reduce irritability in PMS. So when you're reaching for that chocolate, why not try eating a healthier snack instead? You'll feel better longer. I know it's really hard, but um, these are just some suggestions that can get you started. And maybe, maybe that nut really is like delicious. I don't know. Um, anyway, we'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. First, we have to give it up for our sponsor, Jubilance for PMS, the only supplement on the market to help relieve your emotional PMS symptoms. This supplement is produced by a woman-run company and is the only clinically tried supplement on the market for the emotional side of PMS. Just think if you could stop all the stressing and those anxieties that accompany PMS. It's totally possible with a supplement you take once a day. Learn more if Jubilance is right for you at jubilance.com. Sonia, it's so nice to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yes. And where are you calling in from? I love seeing your surfboard in the back of your screen. Uh, yes, 
I, you know what? I didn't even catch it. You can see that. Good eye. I am calling from Los Angeles, California. <laughs> wow. Per perfect. Like you can just like hit the beach right after this. It's not my surfboard, but yes, my fiance, yes, uses it a lot. Oh my gosh. Amazing. And can you tell us like, what is your favorite part about your city that you're in? Ooh, good question. I, so I moved out here from New York city. So I've experienced the two, they're both two amazing cities, but very different. Mm -hmm. I think what I love about LA is just that you can get to the ocean and you can get to the mountains in like 20 minutes either way. And that's something that to me is so important and special, like being able to just get to nature you might have to deal with some traffic and some crowds, but mm -hmm. yeah. Every city has its, has its struggles, but I just, I love that aspect. And of course the weather can't beat it. Oh my gosh. That's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. That like 70 degrees all year round. We're burning up here in New York city right now. I, you know, I heard, I have some family and, and friends still there and it sounds like it's been brutal. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just stay there. Don't leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and then what have you been up to in the pandemic times? Sure. So I am a personal trainer and then I have an online program and the online program was definitely uh, inspired by the pandemic. I started it out of a necessity because simply, you know, we couldn't go into gyms and see clients and people in person. So um, I started that during the pandemic and it's been amazing because it allows me to connect with people all over the world. Um, I, places that I never thought I would reach, like people in Norway and Croatia and like, it's crazy. Um, and now that I have that going, it's kind of given me another, you know, avenue and platform to do, you know, my business from. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about um, how you've created this online platform um, called the Sonia series? Um, can you talk about like, um, what, what exactly is it? Cause there's like personal training, there's coaching. Um, you've kind of like integrated wellness as well as like how you're sleeping into it as well. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah. So my approach is holistic, um, which that word is kind of fuzzy. And I think people use it all the time, but basically it breaks down to there's, there's no one piece of the puzzle that's going to fix everything. Everything's connected. So yes, you need to work out. Yes. You need to strength train, but just doing that isn't going to fix everything and get you in shape. We have to look at your mental health. Like, how do you feel about yourself? You know, are you dealing with a lot of anxiety or stress? Um, what are your relationships like? What is your sleep like? What does your diet look like? All these things really contribute to our ability to, you know, not only lose weight, which I know is some people's goal, but to mainly just feel good in our bodies and to be as healthy as we can. So the Sonia series is a way for me to get my classes out to people. So with personal training, I really focus on traditional strength training with the caveat that I come from a ballet background and ballet is all about connecting your mind to what your body's doing. That's why ballerinas look the way they do because you have to know exactly where your muscle is when every part of the body, how to fire it immediately, right? It's such a beautiful art form, but there's so much that's going on from the mind to the body constantly. So when you apply that to any other form of movement, whether it's Pilates, strength training, you know, bar classes, yoga, it's the same thing. If you're not able to 
activate your muscles properly or activate that mind-body connection, you're not going to get as much as you could be out of your workout. So I really focus on form and then education in my classes. So teaching people like how to really, really activate and get into those muscles. Um, and then with that said, part of my membership, um, so people that are on my signature series membership, they also get personal coaching sessions with me. Mm -hmm. And that's where we go into those details of, okay, so you're doing the workouts, you're doing the challenge, you're doing the program, but now let's also look at what's your sleep like? What's your diet like? You know, where do you live? Are you happy there? What's your stress like? That's a long-winded answer, but let me know if you have any other questions. No, I think that's really interesting because I think that plays into like what my company does with PMS, um, looking at like the emotional aspect behind it. Cause it's not only like what's happening during your cycle at that specific moment, but like really what's, what's the stress and anxiety levels that are happening to you throughout the month that then triggers PMS to be even worse. Right. Um, so I think that's really fascinating that you can look at it from this holistic standpoint and really give, give all of your clients from all over the world, um, the resources to, um, negotiate that and feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's been, you know, it's, it's very rewarding. Um, obviously at the end of the day, any job that you do is going to be a job, right? There's, there's times where it's stressful and challenging, but I can say that what I do is extremely rewarding, which is really nice. Wow. That's amazing. And can you talk about you, you mentioned briefly that you came from a ballet background. Can you talk about moving from this? Like, I mean, you're doing holistic. And so like you kind of went from this circle of like being a part of your parents' fitness centers growing up, um, to coming back to it. Can you talk about your journey coming back to starting Sonia series? Absolutely. Yeah. So I am, I'll disclose my age. I don't care. I'm 31. And it's so funny because my sister is in her early twenties and she's in that place right now where she's like, I don't know what I want to do. And I'm like, you don't have to know what you want to do because when I was, I was doing something totally different. And a lot of people have this story. So yeah, I started, you know, when I was in grade school and high school growing up, I was taking ballet classes five times a week. I was performing, traveling, all that stuff. Um, and I really, really loved ballet. I really uh, got into it and doing some modern dance as well. Mm -hmm. And my parents owned fitness centers. So I'm originally from Vermont. So oh, I, wow. yeah, um, hence the nature aspect. I, I definitely crave a lot of nature. Mm. Um, so I grew up kind of like in the gym, um, the ballet classes I took, there was actually a studio that was like attached to the gym where the classes were held. So I was there all the time. It was just for me, I'm very lucky and fortunate that I grew up with movement and fitness, just being like a lifestyle rather than being like something you have to do, or you have to go on a diet or you have to No, It was just, this is part of our lifestyle, right? We just we move every day because that's what we do and we eat healthy because um, that's what we do and it makes us feel good. So yeah, I grew up doing that. And then when I went to college, I was like, okay, I need to be practical, right? And I, I need to study something that's going to make me money and give, provide me a good career. And the ballet kind of took a back seat because that's a very, very difficult career path. And I think I had mm -hmm. decided from a young age that I probably wouldn't do that professionally for my whole life. So studied business, went to college, was still taking classes on the side. And I did take some exercise science courses as well. So I always kind of had that going on in the background, but I majored in marketing uh, business. And then I went to work for Condé Nast in New York City, which is a big 
uh, glamorous, shiny, as you know, you know, Devil Wears Prada, all of that stuff. It was all of that and more. Um, and it was a really fun, exciting time. But I think after three years, I realized like, I don't feel good. My energy is low. I'm not sleeping well. I'm not taking care of myself as well as I can be. I love that city, but I was getting really burnt out and I did not feel passionate about what I was doing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people have that experience. Um, and it's always that thing of like, well, how uncomfortable do you need to get before it, you know, forces you to make a change. So mm -hmm. yeah, I think I got, I got uncomfortable and I was always curious as to what else was out there. I think curiosity is also very important. So I, I came out to LA to visit a friend and I was like, huh. This feels like vacation all year round. I could get used to this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I took the, the leap and I moved out here and I was doing freelance social media marketing to make some money. And it was actually my boyfriend who said to me one day, you know, you are so passionate about health and fitness and you know so much about it. You should make it a career. Mm. And I kind of looked at him like, I don't even know where to begin. And like, I don't, can I even make money doing that? Also, we live in a city that's very saturated in that, right? There's a mm -hmm. lot of people trying to do health and wellness in LA, which is great, but it felt overwhelming at the time. Um, but I have to give him a little bit of credit because he kind of gave me that nudge to follow my, my passion. Um, and I did, and it was really scary in the beginning. And, you know, you start out with one client and, but you just keep educating yourself. You keep learning more and getting more experience. And then it, you know, has grown into what it is. Wow. That's incredible. What a, what a great story about like finding your passion and being able to, um, to, to help others with it too, which I think is, um, so great about your Sonia series. Um, and can you talk a little bit about like being, you mentioned it, it's this LA is a city that's very much focused on health and wellness about eating well. How did you go ahead and like break down those, uh, those barriers? How did you differentiate yourself, um, as a female entrepreneur? Good question. It was not easy in the beginning. I will <laughs> say that. Um, and I think still sometimes people think my life is just like my friends will always ask me, what is a day like in your life? Right. They, everyone is freaking season. They're like, are you just, on your computer, like talking to people, or you're just on Instagram, like, what do you do? So yeah, it sometimes appears that it's not a lot of work, but it wasn't easy. It is a lot of work. So in the beginning, you know, I chose to go out on my own, which made it even more challenging. Like I could have, I could have chosen to attach myself to a brand that was already mm -hmm. established right? and then had them feed me clients and do that. But I did not want to do that. So I was pretty adamant about that. Um, and I just started to put myself out there, like connecting with people, telling people what I was doing. Um, I got, you know, obviously certified in personal training. I also mm -hmm. got certified in um, integrative nutrition and just meeting people through different networks. And then you get, you know, one client and then it's word of mouth. Um, and honestly, that continues to this day to be just as important as it was when I was first starting. You, you mm -hmm. always have to be pushing yourself to grow and connect with more people. Um, so yeah, it definitely makes you get out of your comfort zone. Um, but it's, it's so important. Yeah. to to building a business. Wow. That's wonderful. Yeah. Just pushing yourself out there and trying something completely new. Um, I applaud you for going after that. That's amazing. Sonia. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. And I think, you know, the imposter syndrome is something that is definitely a thing that a lot of people deal with and, and 
I'm very honored. I've had a few girls that are coming up in the fitness industry, like call me and ask for some advice. And it's always that thing of like, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm, when can I call myself a personal trainer? When can I call myself a wellness expert? And I'm like, you can call yourself that now. Like you've decided you're taking the courses, you have the education, like you're learning. Um, and then it just becomes about getting more experience with the hands-on work and like actually in the field of working with people and talking about what you do. And the more you do it, the better it gets. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's that like 10,000 hours mentality of just like putting yourself out there and getting, getting all that experience behind you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Um, and Sonia, something that we always ask on this podcast is what is your definition of womanhood? What is your definition of womanhood? Okay. Let me think about that for a second. I mean, so I work with mostly females and I do have some male clients and, and it's great. And I love working with them too. It gives me a different perspective, but I love working with female clients because our bodies are so special. And I know that we want to curse them half of the time. <laughs> it causes a lot of pain and confusion and frustration, but I mean, let's be real. Like our bodies create human life. That's an incredible thing that we are able to do. And I think that as women, because we're able to do that, we are inherently so much more in touch with our bodies and with our emotions and with like shifts in relationships with others or with ourself to our world. I just think that we're so much more in touch. So I think, I think womanhood is, is having, we have this internal, like, I think wisdom built in us. And a mm. lot of times we are, are made to question that just because of society or different things that, you know, pressures that we feel. And I think that it's so important to go back, like, you know, go within. It's like a lot of times we know, we know the answer. We intuitively, we know what we should be doing. Um, it's just about blocking out all that outside noise and trying to really listen to our bodies. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's lovely how you put like, we are thing, like we're actually like giving life to something and to listening to our intuition. Um, I think that's so lovely. Uh, thank you, Sonia. Yeah. And you know, with, with, it was a little vague. I know how I described that, but in terms of when I work with my clients, it's, you know, I am there guiding them and giving them tips on what they can do. But I will say a lot of times they, the light bulb goes off in their head, like, oh yeah, no, you're right. That, that does make sense. I, okay. Yeah. I, I did stop doing this thing or I probably mm -hmm. should be eating more of that or yeah. I mean, I, I think intuitively we, we should need to give ourselves a lot more credit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's lovely. And I'm sure like, there's so much that you learn consequently too, from your clients, just the back and forth and the education nature that you've been talking about. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then one other thing that we ask is, um, if you could share a piece of advice with your young self, what would it be? Okay. So kind of what I touched on before with okay. my sister, but yeah, it's, you know, we're, we're ever evolving and changing people and you don't have to have it all figured out at once, um, nor should you. And I, I still remind myself that to this day. So it's a constant practice that I, I try to, to keep with myself, but, um, yeah, you want to be ever evolving and, and expanding and changing. But I think when we put so much pressure on ourselves to have to have all the answers right away, we actually 
block ourselves from being mm -hmm. able to open other doors or discover new things or, oh, maybe actually I want to take this path, right? Maybe the path I thought I need to be on is not right for me. So I think it's like being able to sit in the discomfort of not really knowing where you're going or having things not feel like they're quite right. Yeah, I, that is definitely advice I need to take because <laughs> it's like the like, what is my five year plan? What is the 10 year plan? But, yeah. but I think it everything does work best when you just kind of allow the road to take you where it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I think we need to remember to do that. I mean, it's of course it's important to have daily practices and and have a, a bit of a focus and goals and stuff, but we also need to remember not to get so tunnel visioned. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need to take that. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Sonia, it was so lovely to get to talk to you today. Thank you so much for being on. Oh, you're so welcome. I thank you for having me. And, you know, I discovered Jubilance and I think that it's so great that there are companies like you guys that are trying to help women like holistically, you know, goes back to that saying, find ways to like naturally, um, deal with some of the uncomfortable things that we we deal with as being women and our hormones and all that stuff because I think there's so much knowledge in in or there's sorry there's so much power in knowledge and mm -hmm. I think when it comes to women's bodies there's so much confusion about what we should be eating and how we should be working out and what we should be doing right to look good to have our hormones balanced to all this different different stuff and so i always tell my clients like i just want to give you guys as much knowledge as i can so that you have the power to feel your best you know and look your best um and i think you guys are, are doing that as well and i really love that thank you so much yes i'm so excited for you to try it and see what you think yeah you'll have to keep us in the loop yeah, yeah please we will Thanks for listening to Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. If you like the podcast, please review us on iTunes. It really does help. And if you want to take advantage of our special offer to help your PMS turn from stressful to nonchalant, use the promo code WEEKLYWOMAN with no space in between the two words at jubilance.com. Again, the promo code is WEEKLYWOMAN. Thanks for listening and see you next time.